back, kings and queens, to another chapter of Said Said. As always, if this is your first time watching, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you stay connected and enjoy today's message. Be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so that you can stay connected with the latest chapter. If you're watching this chapter on YouTube, leave any comments, questions, or feedbacks in the comments section below. And if you're watching this on Spotify, please leave your response in the Q&A section and participate in the poll if you receive today's message. So dear Heavenly Father, we come to you and we just thank you, God, for uh, another day to live, another day to breathe. We thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you, Father, for equipping us and giving us what we need to get through the, the freeze if you're listening to this in Houston. Um, thank you, Father, for giving us a place of warmth, a place uh, to have electricity, to have food, and to get us through, um, through the freeze. And just, Father, uh, for everyone else, God, just thank you for getting us through the last time we talked and since the last week that we spoke. And I just appreciate you uh, showing your favor in our lives and healing us and molding us and making us into who you want to be. So we thank you, Father, and I just ask that the Holy Spirit come in and allow the viewers to fill you through this chapter. So thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so jumping right into today's message, I want to ask you a question. What are you wearing? So not in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. So every day we make the choice of what we want to wear for that day. Some of us choose to dress ourselves with anger, bitterness, and defeat. That clothing looks like, oh, here we go again. Another day at this job with the horrible managers and that one coworker that I, I can't stand while others choose to put on new mercy, peace, and joy. That clothing looks like today is the day the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Thank you, Lord, for my job, for my income. Thank you, Lord, for placing me where I can be your hands and feet. There's no difference in the work environment of the two scenarios I just gave. The only difference is that one is looking to God for their circumstances and the other is not. One is equipped with the full armor of God, and the other is either not equipped or only has half of the armor of God on. You may ask yourself, well, said, what is a full armor of God? Where can I find it, and why is it important? The scripture I'll be referring to today is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. In this book, Paul is writing to us from a prison cell. Paul tells us in chapter 6, verse 10 through 11, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the schemes of the devil. I love how Paul says to be strong in the Lord. Because it is in the Lord we are able to do all things. Paul continues to say that we put on the full armor of God. Not half. Not one piece, but the full armor of God. You wouldn't get dressed halfway for your day. You wouldn't put on your shoes and forget your shirt. You get dressed every morning from head to toe. Just like you put on your physical clothes, we are told by Paul to put on our full spiritual armor as well. And not just for any reason, but so that you can take your stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil, the enemy, is always on the prowl looking to destroy us. 
to destroy friendships, to destroy marriages, relationships, anything that he can come in between. This is why it is important to understand the full armor of God so that we can always be prepared for these attacks. Paul continues on in verse 12 saying that, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Before Paul even begins to explain the full armor of God, he warns us, he informs us, he reminds us, for our struggles are not against flesh and blood. It is not against your coworker, your friend, your spouse or partner. It isn't against yourself. Our struggle lies much deeper than the physical realm. This is a spiritual warfare that we are in. And with spiritual battles, we can only fight them with spiritual weapons. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, Paul says in chapter 14, to stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So now we're going to get into the full armor of God. So standing firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The belt is where Roman soldiers stored their weapons. So Paul is writing this to uh, basically the Roman population. So the belt is where Roman soldiers stored their weapon. Without a belt, they could not carry any weapon. The belt was perhaps the most important symbol of a Roman soldier. In some ways, it was even more important than armor or weapons, which, unlike the belt, were not used on a daily basis. The Romans' belt was the most essential part of their clothing, so it's no coincidence that Paul mentions the belt first. He knew the severity and importance of relating the belt of truth to the belt of a Roman soldier because it is God's truth that we need to believe and stand firmly on. Without the belt holding the armor together, the armor falls, similar to how without the belt of truth, your relationship with God falls. So continuing on, on 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Oftentimes we may want to minister to someone, but then scripture goes out of your mind when, or, but then scripture goes out of your mind or we want to tell someone about God or even pray for them, but the moment passes us by and we don't act on the spirit. When we talk to people who are interested about God, most of the time, they don't care or want you to pull out a Bible and explain to them the gospel. This is why we read our Bible so that when the time comes, the Holy Spirit can speak the word through us and for us because we already have been reading our word and we are ready to fire away and answer or minister any way that the Holy Spirit wants. For instance, if you want to pray for someone and aren't praying for yourself, your spouse, or for others, then when the time comes or when the Spirit wants you to pray for someone, you can't because you're not used to it. Same goes for spreading the gospel. If you aren't reading the word, then how can we tell someone about the goodness of God or Jesus Christ? So having your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. It doesn't come from you. It comes from the gospel of peace. 
that will speak through you. Don't worry about what to say or not to say. The Lord will minister through you. Going on verse 16, Paul says, In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I love how Paul says the shield of faith can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. He didn't say some or few of the flaming arrows. He said all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. The shield that the Romans used uh, were about four feet long and about two to three feet wide. So this covered anywhere from the shoulder all the way down to right below the knee. One thought and image I want you to think of is when you're one, picture yourself as one soldier by yourself and you're shielded up and covered up. So you're there, you have on this armor and you're just one person. Now, I want you to picture you are shielded up and covered next to other believers or in this case, other soldiers. There's an even a big, there's an even bigger barrier, shield, and cover from the enemy. The shield of faith enlarges when you surround yourself with believers or get into a church of believers. Paul continues in verse 17, saying to take up, to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The helmet is so important because Christ is our salvation into eternal life with him. We are in a constant battle of the spirit and of the mind. The devil will always try to come against you mentally. The mind is the only place where the enemy can attempt to enter us if we allow him to. It's the only way he can get to you is through the mind. Through this helmet of salvation, we can destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, says 2 Corinthians 10.5. So rebuke any thoughts that say you aren't on the right path to give up. Anything that is bringing insecurity and doubt is of the enemy. And with the helmet of salvation, we know we are more than conquerors. The victory has already been won through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul mentions taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is the only offensive weapon or the only offensive item that is in the full armor of God. This, this sword isn't some long sword. It is a sword a little bit over more than a foot that is used for close combat. Think about that. This is used for when the day of evil comes and when that day comes, it is going to come up close and personal. The enemy is going to come in and try to lie to you, try to diminish you and try to break up your family and your God given purpose. He will come to scheme against you. So this sword is for that close combat. So we have the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. This is the full armor of God. You cannot use one without the other, hence the full armor of God. Maybe you're in your walk 
and things have been coming against you, well, I encourage you to do an armor check. Are you fully equipped with the full armor of God? Maybe you're new on your walk, or maybe you've been you know, wondering, how can I further my walk with God? I like to explain the full armor of God as a tailored suit. So have you ever bought a, a suit or ladies, have you ever purchased a dress and you go to see a tailor so that they can take measurements and make sure that if it's perfect according to the correct arm length, leg length, uh, neck, everywhere. At first, you buy this dress or suit, uh, you know, right off the rack, and it fits. Uh, it fits as a standard. It's a one. It's not a. It's like a one size fits all. It's just a regular small, medium, large, whatever it is. It's not fit specifically to you though. Well, that's what the full armor of God is like. At first, it seems like, man, this helmet. It just, you know, it fits funny, or this belt keeps falling off. You know, or like, dang, this shield shield's pretty heavy. If you would allow God and Jesus Christ to be your tailor by reading the word, by praying, they will tailor the shoe, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and all all of it, all according to how he has designed it to fit you. Surrender to him and his word, and you will begin to feel the strength of his might. When it comes to the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, at first your sword may be dull or not as sharp at all. You may barely know the word of God or maybe you have been following God for a while and your sword has become dull. One thing I want to encourage you with is that in order for a sword to get sharper or to be molded into the weapon it needs to become, it must go through an extensive, repeated process of being forged and formed. In the old medieval movies, you can see a blacksmith putting a sword into the furnace and leaving it in there until the dark gray sword turns into a molten hot yellow at its core. The blacksmith will then pull the sword out of the furnace and then beat it down with the hammer repeatedly, forming it into the shape the blacksmith desires. You and your spirit are that sword. The molten hot surface is the word of God. The more you are in the word, the more you will be transformed and renewed of the mind in Jesus Christ. When you are following God and being obedient, there will come challenges. Just know that you are being molded and shaped into who God wants you to become. It just requires some heat, uncomfortability, and faith to take on this new transformation. You know, as you're listening, I keep mentioning the words armor or battle or sword. All of these have to do with battle. And you are in a battle. You are in a spiritual battle every single day. This is why every morning it is important to clothe yourself in the full armor of God so that you can withstand the schemes of the devil when he comes. This isn't a battle that you can sit out in, whether you are fully armored up halfway or whether you sit out. The enemy is going to come at you. There is no pass for anyone. So stand up and equip yourself fully with the full armor of God. 
And after all of this, after all of this explaining the full armor of God, Paul says in verse 18 to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. It's, it's, it's so good. After all of that, he says, in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Isn't it interesting how Paul finishes with that? Because he knows there is true power. There's true power in prayer. Pray for yourself and others, no matter what you're going through, in all occasions. Before I close, I want to take us back to the beginning of this chapter whenever I gave the example of the person who woke up clothing themselves in anger, bitterness, and defeat. We have to ask ourselves, are we clothing ourselves with hand-me-downs? You know, meaning, are we clothing ourselves with generational curses? Are we allowing our past or upbringing to carry over into our daily lives, day after day, year after year? Are we seeing God through the lens of how we were brought up, of what our parents taught us, or do you have a true relationship with God? Do you have a true relationship with Jesus? Or are you just taking your parents' word for it, your friends' word for it? It takes a person to finally change in the Lord to break these generational curses, to take off the hand-me-downs, to remove our own thoughts, and to put on God's thoughts, to put on the full armor of God. Whether you know it or not, you're in a fight. Maybe you have been looking for some help, or maybe you feel alone. Friend, can I encourage you to take refuge in Christ? He will equip you and protect you from the schemes of the enemy. You are being attacked, but there is a way to take a stand and to fight back. If that person is you, and you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I will lead you in a prayer. I'm not asking you to join a religion. Religion is dead. But Jesus Christ is alive and well and is ready to change you. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I've come to the end of me and I surrender to you. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Make me and mold me into who you want me to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. And if you said that prayer, um, you've been saved, and Jesus Christ is going to um, start changing your life immediately. And, you know, take on that full armor of God. And um, at first, like I said, it's going to be a little loose. It's going to be a little fitted, but you're, you're strapped up. You're ready for battle. You, you, you got it on. Now it's just tailoring, getting that suit fitted to you. And through the word of God and through Jesus Christ and through prayer and requests, you will get there. And we'll just go ahead and close up. So thank you, Father. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for um, this show, for this message. Uh, God, I just know it lands on good soil and it lands on good ground and that it's, uh, it's watering, if not planting, and watering those seeds uh, to, to glorify you. And I thank you, God, for equipping us, fully equipping us with your word and the full armor of God. 
Thank you for protecting us from the enemy. And I ask that anyone who is listening, that they are fully protected from the enemy with a hedge of protection around them, their minds, their families, their children, their home, um, their spiritual home, everything, Father. So we thank you, God, for being our protector. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins. And uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you all so much for watching. Uh, if you received today's message, please let me know. And um, just until next time, you know, love yourself so that you can go love someone else. God bless you.